it's the lovely smell of the ocean on the Trailer Island podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Matthew. Steve. Oh, is that, a, is is that, that a, a whale? I think it might be a whale. A We've whale? never seen a whale here I before. Can, I can see it off, in, off into the on, on the shore there. Is it beached? Is it a beached whale? Does, it, it, does it need okay. help? Oh, Could you please not refer to my body shape like that? Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh it's Steve. Oh, Steve. Mm. Sorry, mate. We, what, what are we doing in the ocean? Swimming. <laughs> just just going for, for a long swim, yeah? Finding something to eat. Did you find us something to eat? Like, I would, I would, any fish I have something? not eaten for a while. I'd like some fish, please. I only eat krill. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> did, did you bring any with you? <laughs> I don't think it's for you, Matt. <laughs> are your teeth like brushes? Because mine are. <laughs> I feel scared. I certainly feel furry after being stuck on this island for so long. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, we are the Trailer Island Podcast and we compare films to their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And um, the sound at the start of the episode this week, it, oh, it brings, it brings a certain fresh, sense uh, of... Uh, salt sea air. Yes. Perhaps a sense of sabotage. Oof. And a sense... <laughs> <laughs> a sense of death? <laughs> Adventure is what I meant to say. Adventure? I can't breathe. I feel so stifled in this... <laughs> on this open ocean Would you beach. say you feel claustrophobic? Oh, I'm actually crying because that cough really hurt. <laughs> but that's okay because we're all here. Now, the film that we're talking about this week... Oh, Matthew, you're yawning. Sorry, it's, I, it's an early morning here. How could you be yawning? You've been um, up all night chasing the wild I, boar on the no, island? No, I, I have a confession to make, and I don't want you to make fun of me. But um, look, Steve had been missing for quite some time, and I was a bit worried about him, mm. and so I couldn't sleep. Aww. I told you, I was just feeding. I mean, looking for food. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of uh, this film, which I guess a lot of captains are involved, and this film came out in 1990. 19- well, I think there's only as old as me. Oh, there he is. I'd like to go around Legoland with Sean Connery. What film are we doing this week? The Hunt for Red October. The most brilliant commander in the Soviet Navy. Remy has trained most of their officer corps. He's nearly a legend in the submarine community. The most deadly submarine ever built. This thing could park a couple of hundred warheads off Washington. Nobody'd know a thing about it until it was all over. And once more, we play our dangerous game. With our old adversaries, the American Navy. His plan is a mystery. A man with your responsibilities reading about the end of the world. Apparently, he has suffered a kind of nervous breakdown in which he announced his intention to fire his missiles on the United States. He wants us to help you hunt him down and kill him. Open the outer doors, firing point procedures. We sail into history. I'm going to blow him right to Mars. Ramius might be trying to defect. You're just an analyst. What can you possibly know what goes on in this mine? I'll give you three days to prove your theory correct. I am not field personnel. I am only an analyst. You're perfect. I'm expendable. He's defecting. You're willing to bet your life on that? From the best-selling novel by Tom Clancy. From the director of Die Hard. Give this man a chance. My orders are specific. Battle stations. Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, James Earl Jones, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill. The Hunt for Red October. That doesn't look like John Krasinski. 
That is that is a bit of a niche reference. What? John Krasinski plays Jack Ryan in the Amazon series. Oh. He's uh, one of uh, four actors to play Jack yeah, Ryan. Including Harrison Five? Ford. Ben, yeah. ben, Affleck, ben Affleck. And obviously in this film, Alec Baldwin. And Chris Pine. And Chris Pine. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it is definitely a product of its time, isn't it? It's got that. It's got the voiceover. It has the return of the voiceover that we were talking about. Intense things are happening in this film. Sean Connery has a beard. And he doesn't bother to do a Russian accent. Yeah, so we, no, he plays sorry. a Russian submarine captain just with a Sean Connery accent. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I buy it. Well, it's a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. But... No, no, it's a Sean Connery accent. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. He gets all the Russian names right, at least. And his Russian that he speaks is kind of mumbled. It's sort of like <laughs> just trying to get away with it, I suppose. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sam Neill does a very good Russian accent in he this. He does. So does Tim Curry. I forget Tim Curry's in this. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. So what is this movie about? It's about the hunt. For Red October. For Red October. You guessed it right. The Hunt's prize out. goes to Steve. No, um, uh, where to start? Um... It's got a pretty good premise, really. It's the, the trailer does give away most of what the film's about, it, doesn't it? It does, really. I mean, basically, Sean Connery's become dis- disaffected with the whole Soviet... Um, he's a Russian submarine captain. Correct, and he, and, he, and he wants to defect, and he's got a few loyal followers who want to defect with him. So he decides to take the new flagship nuclear submarine from the Russians under the guise of taking it for its maiden voyage... And um, basically tries to sail just straight to America and um, through many different hijinks, tries to convince them that he means them no harm. And obviously, as you, get, as you gather from the trailer, there's a, this is the height of the Cold War and they're all highly suspicious of this um, thing because the Russians don't want to admit that they've got someone who would defect. Mm. They're also trying to take him out in their own way. And the Americans, whilst I think would love the chance to get their hands on this brand new submarine with its new technology, are also very fearful and don't really trust him. Mm. And that's where Alec Baldwin's Jack Ryan comes in because he believes that he can understand this man and help everyone out. Can I just say, it's such a disappointment that Alec Baldwin never took advantage of of the star power he was given. I feel like he he could have been known as this amazing actor you know, throughout the, the 80s and 90s. And he's, he's a really good actor, but, like, he's sort of just fallen off the face of the earth after 30 Rock. Which is a terrific show, because then he, we went on to do a lot of the Mission Impossible films after that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's very good in those as he well. He is very good in those. He's, yeah. I've just realised, we were just talking about Alec Baldwin and how good an actor he is. I, we should talk about beloved by all Sean Connery, mm. who, who is, despite his un-Russian accent and this, he's actually very good. Oh. It's very good in this film, and he has passed away recently, which was quite a blow for all of us. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> he he also had a bit of a resurgence in the nineties as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunt for Red October is a good one. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, uh, Entrapment, The mm-hmm. Rock, The Rock. Yes, a fantastic. Uh, a bit a bit of a nineties action resurgence, and this sort of yeah. this book end this book ends it. I think because uh, what is it? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We don't talk about that. That's the other book end. <laughs> That's a right. That's an all right film. So this this is a film that I felt like I'd seen in its whole through the parts of it throughout maybe a ten year period of catching it on television. I actually watched it. I think with full attention for the first time yesterday. Well, uh, my question for you then, in that respect, is what did you think of the pacing of this movie? I was quite engaged. Okay, throughout good. the whole thing. I mean, I understand that it's set entirely... Well, it's not entirely set in the sub, but they do break it up with some nice office 
scenes. And I don't know what it is about how they do it, but they make a conversation between two people in an office appear like it belongs in an action film. Yeah. <laughs> like the shots are very low and you're talking about two men obviously with a lot of political power and they're discussing things. You're like, oh, man, this stuff's going down. Mm, and they're mm. just talking to each other. I feel like it really ties in well with the rest of the film. It doesn't take you out of it that we're in the middle of this action drama. John McTiernan and the, the director sort of demonstrated that with Die Hard as well. There's a lot of good sort of dialogue scenes in Die Hard that, that really do keep your, uh, your attention. Die Hard has its accents of comedy, <laughs> I would suggest. Yeah. Um, in this, not so much. No, there, there are one or two, I would suggest, misplaced moments of comedy where the, I, I, think, I think this film is a little more serious than Die Hard. Yes, I would agree. Oh, yeah. It's a little more broody. It's got the thriller element to it. I like that it is, it's a chess game being played out between two players. Well, a few players, actually. And you're seeing every move everyone's trying to make. Yes. The motives aren't mm. exactly clear, but we're seeing every move that's being made and, and, and you're starting to put together. It is, it's a jigsaw puzzle. You're putting together a jigsaw puzzle at the same time. And I think the trying to discover what Ramius's motives are mm. is probably like some of the best parts of this film. Well, even Sam Neill, his uh, second in command, is even at points unsure as to what he's up to. And he's in confidence with Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. The film presents literally everyone's point of view, to more or less. They give quite a lot of screen time to those that would dissent among his ranks mm. too. Yeah, and which, also just which, the opposition, like the American sub and mm. the other Russian sub as well. Just automatically, as soon as a film is about submarines, there's automatically some tension about being underwater. Mm. And it gives me the frights. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a very good trench scene in this where they're trying to evade um, detection and I think a missile in because they do yeah. get detected. And it's the, the tension is terrific. It's really well put together with it. It's all stopwatches and measuring distances because obviously you're in a submarine, you can't see where you are. They're just going by a chart and trying not to hit the side of this chasm. It's, um, it's <laughs> terrific um, filmmaking. This is the film I wanted Greyhound to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can see I, what you mean by that. I, I really will. <laughs> it's probably it's not, not a great comparison because Greyhound is it's supposed to be action-packed. Mm. But I do wish that the, the, the game of cat and mouse that's present, present in, in Greyhound was a lot more like the, the game of cat and mouse in this film. Right. It was a lot more analytical. It was a, bit, a lot more, it relied more on dr- drama than mm. it did on, on actual action tension. They show the subs moving about and stuff with some VFX representative of the time. <laughs> Very um, dark as well. Very and dark. I think, I think pro- possibly for a reason. Yeah. I quite liked it, you know. It just separated you a bit from the scenes and and looked good, yeah. apart from the final scene, oh, the green yeah. screen at the very end yeah. when they're on the sub. Oh, his head is see-through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like... Um, they tried their best. They were getting the hang of it still. Yeah, they were getting the hang of it. There's, well, there's a lot of good practical action shots in as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the set, the set of yeah. the submarine is amazing. Yeah. It is Excellent. I absolutely love it. I was like, I feel like I'm in a submarine and that's why I'm getting claustrophobic. The film does a very good job of establishing both the claustrophobic feeling of being in, a, in what one could perhaps call a normal submarine, but then also just the sheer scale of the Red October. They established this is a huge submarine. Which I wasn't mm. entirely convinced about. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, I haven't spent any time around submarines <laughs> and I don't, re- don't know if you could fit a four-story silo in, inside a 
Yeah. Even a, even a massive submarine, it's, it sort of feels infeasible. I, I kind of bought the scale. I, th- I don't think I don't know. If, well, that's the thing. It is based on a true story, but um, I don't know that submarines were ever actually that large. I don't think they were. But yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, again, I'm no well, I think that's part of the mythos of this story is that the yeah. Red October is this creature of the sea that's to not not to be messed with. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's just a massive unit that uh that I guess really plays on the fear of the Cold War. Mm. You know, oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You know, the Russians are this big dangerous thing that are going to come and eat you up. <laughs> and um in the end it's basically wants to make friends with the with the Americans. Uh I think the cast list on this is it's pretty phenomenal. I didn't realize until watching it the other day that um there's really no female characters in this. No, you, it's you, a bit more sign of the time sort of film. Possibly, you do see his daughter and his what Jack Ryan that is his daughter and wife very briefly at the beginning. Mm. But yeah. isn't that that's kind of representative? Yeah, of, I think so. Of nave, you know, any sort of military unit in the nineties, surely. Well, this is set in eighty four. Well, yeah, so I was going to say so much I, testosterone. I felt like that this handled the female characters in it much better than Greyhound did. Oh yeah. In 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 Hunt for Red October, you felt the tension that he had a family and he cared for them. And he's actually more a family man than he was anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they play an important role because, you know, you know, his daughters ask him to bring back a teddy bear, blah, blah, blah. So he's got these responsibilities back at home. Whereas in Greyhound, it was sort of this tacked on, we might get married at some point. There was make no sure risks you, to it. Yeah, make sure you come back to me. It's like, all right, yeah. cool. Like it's <laughs> kind of lacking. Whereas this, you sort of like, he's got a family. And he plays up to that as well because he goes, I'm not, I'm not this, I, I, I write mm. books. Yeah. I don't do this stuff. I do like his character in this. It's Again, he's that um, un, uh, maybe not unwilling, but unwitting Hero. I quite I quite like the bit when uh, Sean Connery tells him, you know, there are a lot of things on this sub that don't react well to bullets. <laughs> yeah, and he does his and impersonation. He's, and, he's craw- and he's he's crawling around. And he he's goes, doing a diehard crawl. And he goes, well, I'm, you know, I don't react well to bullets. But he does it in Sean, Sean Connery's, Connery's yeah. not a Russian version yeah. of his accent. He does it in the Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Ryan, there are some things in here that don't react well to bullets. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna sound like uh, sing out some praise to Scott Glenn as well. Scott Glenn has been this like this character actor for like I want to say about 30 years, uh, no, probably even more than that, uh, 40 years. Um, and he, I love him. I love he, him. who is who is Scott Glenn in this? Scott film? Glenn is uh, the the captain of the USS Dallas. Oh, the old salty sea dog guy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He's also in uh, Daredevil. He is. He's fantastic in that. Uh, but I don't think his, his praises are sung all that often yeah. and they well, need to. What else has he been in? Training Day and the Bourne Ultimatum as well. Is he in the Bourne Ultimatum? Yeah, he's a CIA boss. Oh, uh, right. I have to rewatch that now. Mm-hmm. I do like the Bourne films. Oh. We get distracted really easily. No, we do. Yes. Sorry. Oh, yes. Um, let's talk about the Dinosaur <laughs> Man. Sam, Sam Neill. Oh, 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 Sam Neill. I really like Sam Neill's character in this. Favorite, favorite character in the film. And and I almost don't want to ruin what happens to him if I'm honest. I might leave it, but I just I just okay. love he has some let's just say he has some really, really nice moments and he plays them beautifully. I feel like he's got the strongest motivation about defecting. Yeah. In this. We get the most out of yeah. it from him about his motivations and now, why. Um Ra- is it Ramus, Ramius, Ramius? Ramius. Ramius is motivation is his wife died i believe yeah mm. which though that is admirable i still don't believe it as much as 
Sam Neill's character or, or even some of the other characters. Um, He's like, I want to get... Hang on, I'm going to get my Russian accent right. <laughs> Strasvici, Moscow. I want to get a pickup truck. I want to go Montana and drive. A recreational vehicle. Recreation, maybe. Like, it's like yeah, they're playing off. Yeah. It's really nice. Like, maybe even a recreational vehicle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's the American dream. I thought that was yeah. actually quite a sweet... Like he was almost asking the captain, Sean Connery. Is this right? Once yeah. we've defected and done this thing that's probably going to get us killed, do you think it's okay if I do this? Yeah. And like it's, it's just a nice... I do like that scene with them in, in the captain's mm. quarters. It's really mm. nice. That scene there, though, I guessed what was going to happen to Sam Neill's character oh, at that point. Oh, no. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes writers be try to be clever <laughs> when they're doing these little these dialogue scenes. Yeah. Uh, and it just sort of automatically alludes to something else, or like sort of not even not you, even. You, 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 you always get it when a character says, "I'm three days out from retirement." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, also, uh, wonderful Stellan Skarsgård. Yes, and I, I, a young, young Stellan Skarsgård. Was 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 this film a bit of a launch vehicle for quite a few people? It, do you it's think, definitely or? a vehicle, uh, a star vehicle. Absolutely. Niles from the Nanny is in this as well. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's the, he's one of the other like US generals sort of thing. He's like deriding Ryan in a in a little conference room area and uh, really that's, that's nice. Yeah, James Earl Jones. Yeah, oh. yeah. Darth Vader himself. He's actually very good in this. Yeah. Does, does he? Yeah. He returns for the next film, doesn't he? He is in the second one, which obviously has Harrison wait, wait, Ford. Wait, 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 wait. There's a second hunt for Red October. There, there in the like core series. I think there are three. Four. Do we, do we count the Ben Affleck one? Because that's more of a prequel. Hang on, guys. What What's going on here? There's, yeah. there's sequels. There, there's, there's, okay, so there are sequels to this film. Correct. Yeah. Didn't know that. Are there? So there are more versions. There are more books written about. Correct. Mm-hmm. And who do these sequels follow? Jack, uh, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Jack Ryan, the, the CIA analyst. Correct. Uh, apart from it's now played by Harrison Ford. Is it a canon sequel? Yeah. So it's a legit thing. But they just changed who plays Jack Ryan. Yeah, I have a boxed set. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> it, what? You're confused. So why is it Hunt for Red October 2? Like, the, because, because the, the book search what, is still on. Because it's more of an anthology. Like, they follow the Jack Ryan yeah. character, but he's it's always a different case. It's a bit like Sherlock Holmes in a way. No, I know, but why is there a Hunt for Red October 2? Like, what's, there isn't. It's called Patriot Games. No, but you're saying that there... Okay. There is a sequel. You implied. No, 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 no. There is a sequel to Hunt for Red October, but yeah. much like what I imagine the sequel to Knives Out will, will be the same situation. It's not going to be called Knives Out 2. So, so there's a, it's going to be called US Marshals. So that, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, it's like The Fugitive. Yeah. yeah, the sequel to The Fugitive has nothing to. It's not called The Fugitive 2. There, there's, there's, four, there's five films all up. So but they're all part of that universe. Yeah. No, no, four are the, no, the fifth five, one. Five as well. Is is yeah. Chris Pine part of the universe? So it's Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, Some of All Fears, uh, and then Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. So who plays Jack Ryan? But if Chris Pine's Jack Ryan, yeah. he's playing a younger version. So how does that work? I don't think they thought about that. Ah, right. Uh, just in the same way that, you know, in the Some of All Fears, they recast both... Uh, James L. Jones and Harrison Ford with Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. No, that is true. They do do that. So, so, so let's get this right. <laughs> in the film after the Hunt for Red October, which is about, which follows our character Tom Clancy. Oh, uh, he's the author. Follows the uh, 
Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Mm. James L. Jones plays the same character. Correct. But they've got a different dude playing Jack Ryan. That's right. Just like Bond. Yep, it's very much like Bond, actually. Yeah. Uh, Though I'm not sure why Alec Baldwin didn't come back. He was very good in the... In, he was very, yeah. very good in this movie. Very good. I remember his performance more than I would Harrison Ford, I think. Harrison Ford doesn't fall awkwardly ah. in this. Um, and, you know, we all know now that when Harrison Ford falls awkwardly, it means he's enjoying the movie. Ah, right. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't really do, uh, from memory, doesn't do it much in these two Jack Ryan films. Well, uh, Alex, if I can tempt you with the next one, okay, the Patriot Games uh, stars Sean Bean and Richard Harris. Well, there you go. Dumbledore himself. The Emperor. Samuel L. Jackson as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got things to watch them, don't I? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be all CIA'd out. Yeah, yeah. That's very good. Did you did you like the Russian crew and their singing and, and all that stuff? Did it, did yeah. it give you that element of passion? Again, I, I, there, was, there was a lot in here that really reminded me of Diard, like the whole mm-hmm. the, the singing and picking it up on, up, uh, up on Sona. That, that felt like a diehard moment to me. Yeah, it's just like, there's just those little moments of brevity that, that John McTiernan does really, really well. Just, yeah, just little. It has got a great soundtrack as well. This film is very well scored. Mm. It's, it's, it's very Russian, or at least what I perceive to be very Russian. And, and if for nothing else, I think The Hunt for Red October spawned a lot of the parody films that came in the next 10 yeah. or 15 years. Down uh, Periscope. Down Periscope, all those comedy films that were based on submarines. K-19, The Widowmaker, which, by a strange coincidence, stars Harrison Ford. I think this is just one of those classical films where you just it now it's just you just see it you just know it you see yeah. it you see it if you haven't seen it and you watch it again because it's a classic. It's got a place in pop culture culture in general where yeah. it's got enough influence power. It's one of the big it's one of the big action films of the nineties. Yeah, it it definitely holds up quite well. I would suggest the trailer tells us a lot about the film. Doesn't hide too much. <laughs> But also keep some of those really nice secrets, you know, in its palm too. The, like the ending to this, I'm glad wasn't super spoiled at all. Mm. You know, the way that trailer sort of frames it, uh, Ramius could go either way. You know, he could, you know, turn and turn it leaves the ass off. Yeah, and and it leaves a lot of things un, you know, left unsaid too. Like that doesn't really feel like this is the end of the story, and it isn't. <laughs> Patriot Obviously, there's more, games. is there? <laughs> Does Patriot Games reference this at all? Um, I don't remember. I'm, from memory, I don't think they ever wanted to draw attention to the recasting, so maybe mm. they don't reference. But then they've got James Earl Jones, so uh, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, there we go. What are we going to give this out of five? Uh, caterpillar drives, nuclear I, I, weapons. I was going to say nuclear warheads. Floated corpses. Cups of tea. He's always asking for tea. tea. Ooh, what about recreational vehicles? <gasps> oh, uh, yes. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. I saw this film only because I think Sam Neill was in it initially because mm. um, I was sort of going through, I was sort of hunt because Sam Neill to me was always one of those weird actors where he's obviously had a, a very good career, but I, other than Jurassic Park at the time, I hadn't really seen him in anything else. So I was trying to track down that kind of thing. So I came into this film not so much excited about sort of the submarine aspect. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Sean Connery, so that was great. But I found... Um, the first time I saw this, which was years ago, I was just absolutely, no pun intended, swept away by it. And, um, I was like, you know, waves could sweep sweep you away. Maybe that's a bit loose. I don't know. It really washed right. over you. That did, washed over me. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was great. Sean Connery, 
is so good in this. I feel like he really enjoyed making this film. And um, Sam Neill's terrific, but the story's great. It looks good. It, the effects hold up more or less, you know, for a film made, what, nearly 30 years ago now? Don't remind me. 30 years ago now. <laughs> um, I, I think this is a great film. It's a good, got some good suspense. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a four. I think that's exactly where I sit as well. It's, it's a four for mm. me. It's a good classical film. I'm not giving it a five because I don't want to go back and watch it. You know, mm. if someone goes, oh, what do you want to watch? And I'm not going to say Hunt for Red October over something yeah. else. You know, like it's not like the peak of the films that I want to see. But I did enjoy it. It's a wonderful classical film. And I don't know. I, maybe the fact that I can't really bring into words how I really feel about it. Mm. I can't give it a five. I don't know. It's not my fault. Okay. I'm not responsible for my actions. Uh, well, you might be. Uh, but that's okay. Oh, dear. Steve! Uh, I'm going to give it four and a half. Uh, you guys brought up a decent point earlier about Ramius's motives. Mm. And I, I feel like the, the, the wife dying and maybe a little bit of like professional uh, responsibility uh, are pretty... They're broad, broad motivations, right? I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more uh, pinpoint and direct, you know? When when he when he describes you know that his wife has died that's 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 a generic reason that is that's that's pretty generic so that's probably the only issue I have with this film I feel like okay. it it turns up the tension really really well you know John McTiernan is is refining those skills from Die Hard and he does it so well and he's helped out by just. Sean Connery is so charismatic. No one gives it that he doesn't sound Russian. Yes, it is a little bit distracting, but everyone's going, but Sean Connery, he's just, you know, hot under the collar. You know, Bond is here again. Uh, and, and the same goes with Alec Baldwin, who he, he demonstrates some real chops in this film. He's, he's great. So, yeah, four and a half. And what was it out of? Uh, recreational vehicles. Mm. Recreational vehicles. It's very nice. It's a recreational vehicle in Montana. To- I will listen to your rock and roll. Get in the castle. Get in the castle. <laughs> oh, is that a submarine passing the beach? Oh, it might be. Uh, oh, it's just Steve again rolling into the ocean. Rescue me. <laughs> so that's a solid 12 and a half out of 15. If oh, I diggity darn. Maths be good, yes. Maths be good, yes. Woohoo! Yippee! We've been the Trailer Island Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and things. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, I believe so. That's what my intelligence tells me. Your intelligence officers or just your own personal intelligence? I am the the island's master of whispers. Whispers. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Ooh, spooky, spooky time. Uh, you can visit the website, www.trailerisland.com.au, where you can submit a request. Do you want to be a guest on the show? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we loved having crew on for about time. I actually had some really good feedback about that. It was nice to have a guest with us on the island. It was terrific. So, yeah, if anyone is really passionate about a film and wants to talk about it, we would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Maybe that should be our aim this year is to get more people on the beach with us and uh, discussing discussing films and stuff. Can you put sentences together better than I do? Then you qualify to be on the Trailer Island Podcast. <laughs> if you like the show, please remember to tell your friends. Give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Find a new audience and get more people listening to the show. So we appreciate you and your time. And I've been Alex. I've been joined by... John McTiernan. Sean Connery. <laughs> and I've been Alex. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Good night. Dosvidaniya. Dosvidaniya. 
This is a Narrative Network podcast.